right. Looks like we, we, we're all back together. We follow the link this time. Yeah, that's amazing. Awesome. it's amazing which when is, you send the link. Out. I don't know how no, that happens. It's amazing when you follow directions, which is why my name is not Numbnuts, but you guys are. No, you literally <laughs> sent a link. You know, you're just like the loudest voice. Like you're, you double down when you're complete. You know, completely wrong. That is that true, takes, Greg. You did. That yeah. is true. Even when I'm wrong, I will, I will, I will bow up. And you win. To, and well, you win because you're like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I actually you emailed us a link. We clicked on it and we are wrong. And I'm like, damn it! I'm so sorry. I clicked on the link that you sent. And Trey, I, you I just got say, lucky, bro. You're I got just, lucky. You're just, <laughs> just, clicking on shit. Like, just, just, you're just happy. I just closed my eyes and clicked the link. Yeah, That's I changed it. I'm here. It's okay. It's okay. I'll claim the numb nuts just for it's everybody. I'll change my name. But I'm ready. I'm ready to see what happens uh, in the true Cabo view here. True okay. Cabo view. Well, that's ex- that is that is coming this week. I gotta say, I I'm getting uh, getting excited for a little. You know, it's funny. I told I tell people like, well, I'm not gonna be here on this week because I'm you know I'm going to Cabo, and they're like, oh, it must be nice. I'm like, I'm going for business. They're like, yeah, right. I'm like exactly, well, it is business. It is business. Exactly. I got plenty of that crap too. Um, yeah, so, I don't say business. I say I'm going to Mexico for business. It sounds a little bit more uh, Pablo right. Escobar. I, yeah. like, I like that. Yeah, because, <laughs> <in your laughs> because Acapulco does so much more <laughs> yeah. business, Craig. I gotta fly yeah. in and out. See what <laughs> no, happens. But like you know, it could be in Mexico City meeting with Ooh. you know, yeah. I don't know, heads. department people. Yeah, somebody. Sounds good. I love it. All right. Well, who's been to Cabo, by the way, Pete? I know you have. Now, nuts. Have you been? I have been a couple times. Yeah, actually, I have not been to Cabo. Yeah, so it's actually Trey, a super easy flight, direct flight. Wait, a, a, wait, Trey, ever? Ever. I've never, I've never been, been to Cabo. Cabo. What? Yeah. what? Oh. No, I've never been to Cabo. Okay, let me help you. No beaches, water's cold, but that means the resorts have no, amazing No, there's pools. plenty of beaches, but if you go in, you will die. <laughs> Why? Yeah, the what's, surf, what's, the yeah, surf and underdo is that big. It's really cold oh, water, and the surf is deadly. And it smashes you probably against cliffs. The resorts watched, some of the greatest pools ever. I watched a guy go in and be like, no, nah, I'm fine. And big dude, muscular dude. This is ten years ago. Watched him. One of my best buddies at the time got picked up into a twenty foot wave that breaks right on the beach. Picked up and slammed oh, on the shit. beach so hard, like he got up and his shoulder was down by his belly button, <laughs> like just, just, just gruesome. He's like looking at you. Is it bad? Yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't want to look. Is it bad? Like, no, nah, bro, like, you're fine. You're fine. I was like, you're dude, your your clavicle's like completely gone. And then, he, and then the worst part of that is he's in a Mexican emergency room. No, totally. And Ugh. we, uh, I tell you what, it, that is the danger part about it. It's the, it, the break, it breaks right on the beach, like giant ass waves right on the beach. So it's not like they're slow rollers like Hawaii where you can like, oh, yeah. it's, it's got grip, riptide, but, um, but it's freaking beautiful and fun. And there's so much to do in Cabo. Um, and That's the awesome. All, We're going to learn a lot too. It's just going to be fun. Totally. Totally. All right, Dwight, anything, anything else on the, on the Cabo? No, just kind of uh, we're excited about the fact of complete immersion in that and getting a chance to deep dive, not only just in, in getting to be around everybody, but getting to be around each other and kind of deep diving on some of these things. Obviously, we get on a pod and how much ideas come out just on this, but you can imagine having everybody together and starting to answer some of these questions. But yeah, I would encourage even if you're listening to this, and I think I've said this more than one time. Um, on the podcast, but like get in a group of like-minded individuals, regardless Mm -hmm. of, of, of your stance in your practice life cycle or where you are, but like find, it doesn't have to be all dentist. Like I get a lot of my ideas and, and, um, and and innovation from non-dentist, honestly, because I, I talk to people in my, uh, my YPO or my, you know, I have a mastermind of men's group and, and as well. And so it doesn't have to be that, but get in a situation where you feel like you are 
amongst peers that are equally yoked in terms of your ambition and your intelligence and your, you know, someone you would want to emulate, you know, mm -hmm. someone who's a great husband or wife or, or, or father or mother, whatever it is, you know, surround yourself by like-minded people or people that you want to aspire to be. Yeah. Um, I and, like that and, little differentiation, Peter, but by like-minded you, whatever you want to create, find a group that has that. Right. So it might be that your mentality is not really great. So find a group of successful people and you know, your, your crowd is really important. I was looking at, I think the power of, of immersion learning, cause we've seen it guys when, when we put groups of, you know, bulletproof masterminders together, you, we see transformation. And I was always wondering like, why is that? And I kind of dug in a little bit and there's a book that we've all read and it's kind of, you know, it's almost like iconic at this point. It's Napoleon yeah. Hill's Think and Grow Rich. But he shared this. Like this is when he started talking about the idea of mastermind with back in 1937. And he was, and he was sharing his ideas about it being like anytime two uh, or more are gathered, there's a third, third mind, mind that shows up. And it's the, magic ladder of, it's the magic ladder of success. You know, the process of mind blending here is described <clears> as the mastermind may be likened to the act of one who connects many electric batteries to a single transmission wire, thereby stepping up the power passing over that line by the amount of energy that the batteries carry. Each mind, through the principle of mind chemistry, stimulates all other minds in the group. And I was like, that's a perfect explanation of why it's yeah. the immersion of it is great. Yeah. And obviously the zoom we do is great, but like, that's the perfect, that that's, that's everyone gets to level up, learn from, and it's, and, and it's just really cool. So I, I personally am excited and I like that we do it in really cool places, yeah, right? Yeah, Deer Valley and Cabo and, and things like that. So anyway, that, I'm excited. And I'm excited to see component. you guys. But the main to component that. to that, you have to realize, though. Wait, don't gloss life. over that. Peter just said mm. something nice. Nice. So just yes. that was the hold one on. time. Wait, wait, he on, said, guys. I'm excited. Document it. Stop, stop, stop. It's, it's 10, October 17th. Yeah. He said, I'm excited 11, to see you guys, which literally means I love you guys so much in Pete language because you're so, domestic such time. a cold motherfucker. I said, I'm excited to see you guys. That, that is just, I just didn't want to gloss <laughs> over that. So sorry, Num Nuts, go ahead. I didn't want to. Yeah. So Num Nuts is going to speak for a second, but I want to make sure that that's posted at yeah. the same time. Okay. He Amazing. was nice. There was a heart on that. I, the most powerful thing there is not only that unity. But I think the immersion concept of being away from your current space. Why do I bring this up so much right now? Is that after COVID, everybody yeah. thinks that they can do everything through yeah. video from their own space and that they're going to get the same ROI from coaching, consulting, or personal interaction as we did from that. And, and the truth is, is getting away from my ecosystem. Like, I love it. Listen, I, I know people come and visit me here right? It's great. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that my ideas are as open because they're still tethered to these walls. They're still tethered to the environment in which I'm in. Mm -hmm. And my natural tendency is to stick with status quo because I'm in these walls. Mm -hmm. Preach numb nuts. Preach. You got it. to get Love out it. so that it's your numb nuts won't continue being numb. You got to get out there and you got to create an environment for yourself. And that's the beauty of what I think Bulletproof does well on Mastermind and other Masterminds do it well. It's get you out of your element so that when you hear a concept, you can actually sit back and be like, huh, would that apply to my space over there? 
Uh, Am I, it, yeah. And that's what makes all it's the more abstract. You're saying it's yes. kind of it's not you're not in the walls. I love that. Dwight. Well, you yeah. can be physically inspired. You can be you can be you can go to inspirational space. And Peter and I were very physically deliberate like when we tequila? talked about that. We have to find space in our vision. We actually said that mm -hmm. like when we started out, we were like, we want to go. Craig is always like, let's go to inspiring places. Do we have the first summit? That was the thing. That's why, honestly, it was in Atlanta at the St. Regis. Like, let's go to a nice place, whether or not it, the, we lose money or not in this conference. Let's go to a nice place because it inspires inspires a different a, a different mentality right yeah. you feel Dwight, don't special. you remember like at Terranea in LA yeah. when you and yeah. I were sitting there and yeah. like we could see pilot whales on the coast and stuff like that like yeah. we could have had Maybe. that at the Ramada in LA you right. know and we weed our way through the encampments of tents and price made yeah. a lot more money but it wasn't inspiring and that's what that's right. the that's the most important thing is that you should be physically inspired. And I want to touch on one thing about getting in the right group. Some people will tell me, and I have this dental friend, and he's a masterminder as well. Not not a masterminder in our mastermind. He has his own mastermind. And he'll consistently tell me, I only touch base with him maybe once a year, but he's like, Man, I gotta hang out with you and your people more. I'm like, Well, why? He's like, I'm the smartest guy in the room on all the conversations. And he's not growing. But obviously, he's not making any changes in his life, so it's serving him. He likes to be the smartest person. Yep. I don't like being the smartest person. I want to be I, – I always want to feel like I am the dumbest person in the room, which fortunately for me is not hard to feel that way. Um, but I just think if you're the one who's make is, is the smartest, then it's going to be – it's not – it's going to limit your growth. And yeah. this guy obviously wants to be that. And in most places, I might be, you know – a smarter person in the room and here i'm just a numb nut so i'm excited to be around you guys. all right we can take that off you can go back to <laughs> yeah we beat that one pretty good numb the thing is important down, when you nuts. jump into these things you know, one there's the whole inspiring aspect to it but there's a way to give back in this too that i think it's glossed over as well but i've always heard that you should spend a third of your time with people farther along a third of your time with people that are in your same space and a third of your time there are people not quite as far as you because you are also giving back to that so being the smartest one in the room every yeah. time, mm -hmm. it doesn't benefit you nearly as well. Yeah. Teaching also helps. Yeah. It solidifies your beliefs and it takes you further in what you already know. Agreed. Beautiful. <clears throat> well, so that's true. what business ownership does for us. I'm done. Try. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pencils down. Full stop. Yeah. Non-starter. Non Don't forget that one. Non-starter. Starter. <laughs> At least it's not binary oh. anymore. Remember, Peter, when every other word out of your mouth was binary? Well, that was like a circle circa 2000 progress. We call that progress. It yeah. was by, I mean, it's a great word though, right? <laughs> One or a zero, like take your pick. I love binary. <laughs> well, um, so we got, I think that's critical. We have to understand that at the end of the day, um, we get surrounded no matter how long, the longer you're with, you can hire new people, but the longer you're around your own people, you all become yes people to each other, to the same systems, the same processes. So I love the idea of breaking out. I think Think and Grow Rich, if you have not read that and you are in any way an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, mindset thinker, trying to break through, you've got to spend some time with Napoleon Hill. That is kind of a token standard. Mm -hmm. in I business. never liked that book. Just going to be honest. I'm I never read it, by the way. It. It's really well, hard then to listen read. to it. It doesn't on... make sense to me. Sorry, Dry. I'm not crushing you, but everyone says that. And I feel like we always say, like, oh, thinking roach. And it is, it's good, I think, but I when you read it, I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Is anyone He's else too distracted? I've yeah, I've never that, been. Able is to that what it is? Yeah. I'm with Craig. Too distracted. There's a lot of depth in that on right. understanding general operation systems, processes, and things that would drive most of us crazy. The best way if you're gonna Maybe listen I'll give it to it, try, listen. Right. So I listen to it on 
you know, on recording it was audio was much, much easier for me as distracted as I was. But yes, it tells a story. It doesn't just say, hey, but these are important concepts in entrepreneurship. Like the story is the basis of how that works. So um, you're going to hear that for the rest of your life as long as you're around other people quoting it. So it just has got some good stuff. What I do um, believe, though, and I just want to say this here, I'm reading a Joe Dispenza book and it's kind of like mimics like the way I look at the world. I think that the greatest thing that happens to you is your decision to arrive at a certain outcome. So you, your, your mindset is the key. So if you don't feel, and we all have friends or people that are in our circles, it's like everything always is going wrong. Well, you know how it is, you know, this and that. And like, and it's just so, it's so harsh to deal with those types of people like the September podcast. I had never even heard that, but if you believe that there is September, you have a really hard lift ahead of you to, to fix that. Um, you know, so I think there's people that make their burdens easier with their mindset and per- people that make it um, less easy. I don't think it's like this universal secret that you can be like, I'm going to be great. I'm going to be great. D- not, don't lift a finger. You're not going to be great. But I do think mindset is really important. I got a massive amount of comments off of that pod. And then most of it was because I need to get out of this mindset and I need yeah. to stop listening to some of these people. And I thought that was spectacular for for those who are willing to listen for those who are willing to step away and some of them were on that social media post um in those groups and facebook where all of a sudden I'm, I'm going on there i'm like what is wrong with you people and that's what inspired the pod in the first place but what interested me was a lot of those individuals then went because i went and linked the pod in that group right and then they listened to it and went through it and all it was was who are you around yeah who's who's in your ear that's really what they responded to me two of which were like hey i can i still join the mastermind is it too late right so Mm -hmm. i sent them over i hope you said yeah go for it we'll we'll take absolutely because i mean it's a month we can catch you up do whatever but the point was we'll do a reduced rate for those people so they can catch up to speed and i could do the vision part with that the rolling admissions yeah why not for for good people why not yeah they're incredible humans who are just realized they were stuck but yeah. they didn't realize it until somebody went in there and was like, stop, stop being surrounded by this. Stop letting this yeah. in your ear. Um, and I think that was, that was in essence a breakthrough that I heard even this last week from individuals and sometimes breakthroughs don't have to be massive, but they can just for a mindset breakthrough that is massive. It will change everything. And I told one of them, I said, for you to realize you need to be around the right people for what's going in your ear, this is the best prep you can have to a recession, to whatever is coming our way, but focus on yourself, focus on making sure you're around the right people. So our next topic related to biggest surprise, which was a question or break uh, breakthroughs through breakdowns that we have gone through in our personal practices and things to that degree. For me, mindset was a huge one. It was a big one. And that's why I'm linking it together from the first topic, because so much of it for me was you go through academics and it is the worst environment for mindset anywhere, especially professionally, right? You get told you're not going to make a lot of money. I remember walking into original practice. I walked into Fort Bend Dental and it had been created since 1987 this and that and the first thing that happened to me was the original office manager asked me first day i walked in to sit in the chair in her office and looked at me and said you're not going to get rich here (laughs) you're going to make a good living but treat us well because we control your schedule 
And I looked it at it. Sounds like prison, said, basically. Right. Welcome, welcome right, to the right, practice. Right. You'll get three and square meals a day. Right. So this was my favorite thing. Because no could you, you imagine that poor that poor human, right? She had no idea that she was talking to Dwight Pecora, right? <laughs> this is the last person who you want to tell these things to. So I stood right up and I was like, Baby, oh. I'm the rainmaker, baby. I was like, I'm so sorry. I think you've mistaken me for somebody else. That was literally the first thing that came out of my mouth. I was 25, 26 years old. I was like, you've totally mistaken me for the wrong person. I said, come with me. And I walked her back to the back to the founding partner's office. I said, can you repeat what you just said to me, to him? I brought all uh, the partners in the room. I said, repeat it. Well, uh, uh, uh," and I said, I will repeat it for you. And I went through every little. I don't thing. see you doing this. Yeah, I don't next, either. Oh, bro, don't, you don't, don't even know. Me, Maybe bro. you were. This a... is so Dwight. And yeah, really? what's funny is today, this is the most common story. In less than a year, there were 16 people in that practice. The culture was so bad that in less than a year, 14 people had either left or been terminated and would replace everybody else. At that point in time, the transition happened. And so it took someone to stand up to that. And that was a massive breakthrough, but that was, that was me. I said to myself, I said, you don't understand the partners went to the dental school and all they did was go to the Dean's office and say, who is the best leader to add to our team and go down. And we want the best. They recruited the, the so class your breakthrough came before groups. you ever started your job. I, in, in when I'm relating it to dentistry, but yes, for me, I had come, I was currently owning two companies. I was an entrepreneur. I was traveling all over places and I was being added to a dental practice. And she comes and tells me, by the way, you're not going to get compounding equity growth and net worth and all these other things. You're just going to focus on being a dentist. You get paid for this and we control you. I'm the last person you want to say that you're going to control my methodology. That's just Sit not down in here, me. Sonny. I'm going to crush your dreams. It was amazing. Let me show you how and, life and that works. Changed, in the that end, changed, you die in your own arms. Everything, nuts, right? so had she not nuts, done that, though, I don't know that Fort Bend Dental will be, will be where it is today simply because the fire got lit on me day one. Funny, similar story to Pete, huh? Yeah. Person and child. I went crazy. And yeah. I didn't, at that moment, I thought I was going to be able to play nice all the way around. I had to take complete over complete uh, take over the whole thing completely because i realized that it was in the walls and i got to the point where i got coached and coached and coached inside the dentistry outside the dentistry i interacted with you guys and then what did i do i sent you a video of me standing in front of mm-hmm. breaking ground when we started building that building why because that culture was still in the walls most of those people were gone but it was still in this who we are and how it's we like do it mold. so we broke out i remember being like how'd this guy get my phone number who is, who is this random parking lot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love you that post text. my phone number. Did you share my phone number? That's the door knocking. I yeah. loved it. No, Dwight, that was that was very inspiring, and um, I love that you you know you had your uh, breakthrough so early because it you, it it validated you know what you were gonna do your path. That's right. pretty cool. Trey, I want to hear about this. Any so, breakthroughs? Biggest surprises? Breakthroughs oh, through breakdowns. I will tell you, I can't point a finger to a large single event breakdown but i will tell you that there are breakdowns constantly that i've always kind of i've always kind of viewed building a business as a really good way to to build who i am and improve what i do it always relates back to to me and self-improvement but you look at fires that that start burning too long you look at any fires that just jump up out of the owner and you rush to them or 
you avoid conflict. You don't don't deal with the fire. There's all these little things and these little lessons that pop up that you're not addressing and you do it in your personal life as well. So one of the biggest things I've noticed is is those breakdowns are not just breakthroughs moving forward in a in a in a practice or building a business, but it it changes who I am and how I address my friends, my wife. You know, my kids are three and below, so I can't tell you it's that yet, but like mm-hmm. it would be the exact same thing and that as they grow. But um but that's a nonstop process. I don't I don't think that that's ever something that stops and and I've been fortunate that I don't have a single incident. I mean that that's that's luck more than anything, but I'm very conscious of all the small ones that happen. And fires, I would tell you, are the biggest teaching tools. And when I say that, I don't mean the breakdowns. I mean, when I'm starting to put more fires out and I'm in that stage right now, I know something's wrong. It's if I want to keep growing, then I need to have I can't be I can't be focusing on the negative on pushing, putting the fires out. I need to be focusing on opportunity on moving into, into the positive direction. And so, Trey, let me let me push on that for you. I'm, I'm interested in something. When you took on the transition from dad's practice to your practice, yeah, obviously those those are cultural variances. In fact, so much so if if you search Trey Tippett, you'll find that Rocky Balboa video that we talked about, and it almost insinuated to me I wasn't a part of it, so I have no idea it was way back, but insinuated to me a little bit of a sense of maybe you were ready to fight. Meaning we had to fight it out, we had to break through some stuff. I'm interested in hearing that transition for you because I think that had to be a breakthrough for the team that you had to instigate and probably change a big chunk of who you are, which is kind of the comment that you're making. Um, does that relate? I mean, how, how did that process go? I'm curious. That that process was, it. that doesn't necessarily relate in that regard. I, I was a part of the practice before I bought it. So right, right, right. You know, I was a piece of that culture. In a lot of ways, I was, I was part of the positive. I was part of the negative as well. But but changing those roles and then bringing about change that that creates a lot of negative in and of itself, whether it be positive change or negative change. But it, you have to address it. So you lose a lot of people over a period of time who aren't going to get on board with the new direction or the new vision of what you're doing or where you're driving towards. Mm-hmm. But um, I think when you look at funny enough, that that video and a lot of what we were doing there was kind of a that was us and me looking at and and looking back at the last pod that we did talking about reading some of the things about paradigm and you see all these things in every dental, every dental, um, or frankly, any medical company, and you read their vision, you read their values. It's all repetitive. It's all the same thing. And you know, we yeah. we're patient centered. Well, great. Who isn't patient centered? Right. And and who's going to write? We're not patient centered. We're <laughs> or, I'm about my ass. And I love I'm the words more money. You know, we something strive. Like that. We strive. Yeah, we strive. To... Great word. Great word. But <laughs> Yeah, I started looking at that and you start realizing there's a whole nother level. So when you realize, hey, let's start playing with videos, let's create values that actually matter and let's make it fun. And we started actually our our values are an acronym and it spells fight and we put it on our scrubs. And it is that was the beginning that rolled out kind of right before and right at the retreat that we threw for everybody, which was February of 2020. So we got a little stalled in our progress, but, uh, (laughs) but we rolled that out and it was basically a, we fight for what we believe in and we believe in our values. And then we have our, we had that. And that was, that was where the Rocky thing comes in. But so it wasn't necessarily a break from the, from the old in a negative way. It was a inspiration to drive forward and seeing that, Hey, we can do it the same way everyone's been doing it. We can do it, you know, the same way you see all over the place, or you can do something that's memorable and something that people are going to hold on to 
and drive that forward and then hold on to the the people that want to jump on board mm. with that new ship yeah good momentum builder yeah. Then. Yeah. you got it you got it all right pete you're up I mean, I feel like everyone's heard Craig's in mind so much just over the years we've talked about this, whether it was, you know, kind of at a scenario like yours, Dwight, where I was told like, yeah, you can never compete against me. You will go out of business. Don't you right. can't lead my practice right. or, you know, a partner breakdown being told I was, you know, I was the thief in my embezzlement deal and a partner or a fire or, you know, just all the things. And, and I feel like everyone's heard Craig and my trials and tribulations as well as our successes. Um, but I think, look, I, I, I will, I will end my comment on this and I, and I really instilled this in my children right now, uh, because they are older, you know, Trey, you know, we talked earlier, my 12 year old daughter, I tell her things, you know, she just got cut from basketball and, and she was very upset about it. And I said, look, Amzie, Everything happens. God's intending things to happen just exactly as they should. And you may not see the blessing right now, right? But you're going to have, this is going to be the first of many upset and tragedies in your life. Um, and you have to reframe the narrative. And I always tell people like everything's a blessing. You just need to kind of, just kind of need to zoom out a little bit mm -hmm. and almost without fail, Dwight, the, the, when I was playing the woe is me card in my life, right? Oh, mm -hmm. building burnt down. When, when I was playing with the woe is me card, um, three months later, two years later, whatever it is that the, I was able to look back and say, that was one of the best things that ever happened. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's just always such a silver lining to things. And I think that life happens for you, not to you. And so, you know, you've, you've heard this all from me before. So I, want I think it's well, good that you said it all again though, Peter. I um, agree. It's so important. Half the reason why is the two people on the bottom of the screen have gotten to where we've gotten is because you two have shared that. I mean, you all have been coaches of ours for a long time. I mean, that's, that's why it should be Craig. You're real good about yeah, so, keeping us in this mindset. So Pete, what Peter said is exactly what I was going to say. Um, the, the idea that you're not supposed to struggle the idea that you're not supposed to have breakdowns that is the biggest breakthrough to realize oh shit, this is meant to happen this is for my growth and development and peter is really good at being you know when the shit hits the fan like he can pull the woe is me thing sometimes but when peter's backed up against the wall and left with no options he is always going back to that default of like this is for me i'm gonna i'm gonna persist i'm gonna do well and i think the first point is the idea that you're meant to struggle, everybody that's listening to this that's saying, woe is me, why is this happening to me? It's happened to all four of us in great forms. So number one, we're all meant to struggle. And number two, it is meant for your, your fulfillment and your development and everything has a silver lining. And when you adopt that psychology around struggle, the struggle itself disappears. It's like you have, you, you cannot be injured if you don't, if you release the sense of injury. So if you, you have to be a, a part of the process to say, this is going to hurt me, this is going to set me back. If you're unwilling to see it that way and say, you know, there might be something else in a year or a month or down the road, it, you disarm that process and that psychology is powerful, super powerful. So breakdown mm -hmm. specifically, I could name 20, but the mm -hmm. biggest breakthrough mm -hmm. is the idea that breakdowns are for me. One thing you've always told me too, Craig, and I, it's resonated so much is that you're like, look, life is not the, like happiness is not the absence of problems, yeah. right? 
it's just, it's the better qualification of those problems, right? Your life gets better and you're still solving things, but it's, but joy comes from solving issues. And sometimes that, that, that issue might be something that at the time it happens, it seems catastrophic to you. And there are some, look, there are, there's death, there's cancers, there's things like that, that are catastrophic. I'm not trying to say like everything is happens for a reason, but like I experienced both of the, you know, so, um, in my, in my world. So, but the other side of those, like with the cancer struggle, I mean, right. it, it's the, the it, even with that scare, um, it's crazy to think that there's an, a net positive to a family member having cancer. But I think as an outsider looking in your, into your life, I think it is, it was a net positive. Totally. I'm going to wish this on you. Right, right, right. No, I get, I get what you're saying. And we're also tend to be fixer types, right? And, and once you are yes. building and supporting people, if we have nothing to fix, anybody on this call get depressed, you got nothing to fix. I mean, no, you just get better quality problems. You buy a lake house and you have to fix that. You have a you raccoon have to, in your you attic. Get the raccoon guys jet skis and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Right. I was on the boat. I was on a boat yesterday with a guy who's a very, very wealthy man. And he was just telling me about like this boat he has. It's a, it's a yacht. And he's cut, he took like 20 minutes to tell the story about how his stewardess was like such a problem and he couldn't deal with this and managing these people. And I'm like, listen, as long as you own the boat and the boat doesn't own you i think we're okay and i think for all of us who are reaching another level of success or wealth there's certain things that will orchestrate quality problems like if your life mm -hmm. is not complex enough you'll buy that boat yeah you right. your 25 year old self would love to have that problem i know right? i know right? i know yep that's um it. interesting that's a that's, that's great it. context great context <clears throat> speaking of that there's one thing i want to end on this pod and um can you guys hear me okay still? I want to yeah, end this on, on something that, that's come up recently. And I've been going through kind of financial discussions with some of my mentors and things like that. And I was thinking about how, let me poll you guys. How many of you on this call track your net worth month over month? Okay. So maybe forms. not month over month, but not on an ant right, once quarter, a month. Quarterly? At yeah, least. quarterly or twice a year. I, I would minimum. actually say I probably quarterly as well, Craig. Um, I was shocked to hear the amount of people, as I've kind of been curious on this, that just don't have a fucking clue. Don't have a clue. Yeah. And in I what was thinking, circle, though, in, that, in those? Okay, in those, well, yeah. some were dentists. One was a physician. One was a derm. One was just a regular business. Oh, that's owner. a different crew. I'm thinking like your YPO friends. No, no. Well, no. But uh, some of those, I, I haven't asked them. But you let, get a different me, answer, I think. Let me, yeah. So what I was thinking is, is like, it's interesting in dentistry that we are fanatical about our, our dental intel, right? We are our, hmm. our chairs and our yes. new appointment rate and our revenues and this and that. But like, are we then get a little bit negligent? Potentially, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not drawing generalizations, but potentially we get a little negligent with the ultimate KPI for us and our family, which is, personal. which is probably personal financial freedom, <clears throat> and just like Pearson's law, Craig, did you do you notice that kind of as you start being a, a good uh, disciple of tracking it, that it's gotten better? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So just like Pearson's law, what you track increases, what you give attention to gives gets life to. Um, and it also either can bring you, hey, I've got some work to do, or wow, I really am in a better situation if shit hits the fan than I thought. And mm -hmm. I think there's blessings in both of those realizations. But without knowing, without picking your head up out of the sand, which I know I've used now in two podcasts back to back, you just don't have the awareness. Um, 
And so it's a very valuable enter. And so I actually have a template. I was looking for the template that I've used and I'm going to post this template. Oh, um, very valuable, Peter. That's awesome. I'm going to post this, Mighty this network. template on the Mighty Network. Cool. Um, it's the one that I've used for years and years and years, and it's and it's been well, and it actually calculates things. It takes your obviously your your liabilities versus your assets. Um, you can add other tabs and talk about debt service and things like that. But um, it's it's a helpful exercise, and if it's eye opening one way or the other, you know that's awesome. I'm glad that it, I'm glad that you came to that realization. Uh, but I do think it's important, especially as as we are probably leaders of our family, and have a lot of people depending on you that that you need to kind of uh, shore up your financial plan. Um, you know, I have an interesting story. We have we have two minutes for a story or not really? Yeah, let's yeah, do absolutely. it. Absolutely. So one of my doctors, Dr. Alfredo, said, hey, you got to call this buddy of mine. He's really unfulfilled. He's really unhappy. You know, I always step right into those conversations. Um, he was just really, really unhappy, this poor guy. This is like going back like three or four years ago. New practice owner making, quote, less than he was as an associate. And he's really upset. He's working so hard. So this mm -hmm. idea of net worth, I think, is falling on a lot of deaf ears with our listeners because we are craftspeople and providers and stuff like that. So we don't really don't talk about net worth. So he's like, look, I really made a big mistake. I'm only making 150 now. I was making 225 as an associate. What did I do? Blah, 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 blah. And I just kind of helped him say like, okay, so what did you buy the practice for? I bought it for this. Okay. What do you think the practice is when you bought it? It was worth how much blank? How'd you figure that out? Well, I figured it was six times EBITDA or net, net operating income. Okay, right. what's the net operating income now? I'm like, uh, he's like this. I'm like, okay, so let's do six six times that. And by the way, how much did you pay down on your practice for the last year? So I'm like, put this all on paper. So yes, you made 175 as an associate. Your practice went up by 200 grand, even right. though you haven't sold it, it's worth 200 grand more. And you've paid $85,000 of your debt oh. service down. So in, no, you're not making 225. You have 175, you are correct, but you made... Three hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars last year because your doubt in principle abatement is what right. you're saying. In principle and abatement, and capital amazing appreciation. Distinction. Yes, amazing. So, so we are like shepherds. We look around. We have nine sheep. I only have nine sheep, and it's just we think we are that. But when you when you're paying down your debt and when you're you have capital appreciation, that's your net worth, and you have to start thinking like that because it's really important. And by the way, for friends that have sold big companies. And this has been very powerful. Randy's told me this before because I've had offers to buy my practice before. He said the only difference is you feel really good for like a couple days or a couple weeks when they take your net worth and they cut you a check for your business and you deposit it in your account and you see the blank dollars in your account. But then mm -hmm. all of a sudden you realize I had it all the time anyway. I just didn't feel wealthy. <clears throat> Because it was right. your net worth and it was right. your your equity in, in your business. Your equity, yeah. It's your equity, equity, right. Your equity. Equity. Sorry, I used the wrong word. It was the equity. No, you're right. But it's, it's an important distinction because for that guy, Arvind was his name, and he was so – it fixed him. It fixed his psychology, and he wound up doing great from like an hour conversation. And all I did was just show him it's not true. The truth is this is what you really made. So when you're paying down your debt as a simple exercise, if you don't want to go through Peter's formula, if you're paying down five or ten or fifteen thousand dollars of debt per month, at the end of the year, at least realize you made that money. 
So you pay down 50, 70, 80, $100,000 in debt. That goes from right pocket to left pocket. 100%. You can't spend it. But the best thing of all is- It's no I, longer a liability. Right. Right. It's an asset, not a liability. Yes. Right. And that has to, you have to break your mentality of what do I get paid to what am I worth? And that's a mm -hmm. big, and then you feel better. When you feel better, you make better distinction or decisions rather. And it's just, it's the game that big boys play and even us. Yeah, they play potatoes. the net worth, not like, what'd you make last year? It's like, what are you worth? You know, right. like, I think that's yeah. that's summed yeah. up in a good way of looking at you should focus on the balance sheet. And yep. if, if you show me someone that has a good balance sheet, I can show you someone that their P&Ls are solid. They've engineered right. good cash flow. It does not go the other way around necessarily. Okay. Focus on the cash flow. You get hung up on your salary. Then you don't necessarily transfer that over and you can get lost in in how that moves over. So balance sheet's important. The well, sim simply that. put two trays, you know, what I just want to add to what you're saying. The one of the traps of being a dentist is we are very high salaried people. And high salaries screw you up because we make a lot of money. Even associates, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars, some of those guys, five hundred thousand dollars. And you know, that's where you can't get ahead. <clears throat> Because you'll spend what you earn. And like we had Scott Gallery in the podcast, and Scott was like, I never made more than $150,000, $200,000 in salary in any given year. So these entrepreneurs stay lean because they're not making the money that we're making. So when they get an event and they exit a company, they're good stewards of that capital. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. not good stewards. We're like, hey, I made four hundred dollars last year. I made four hundred fifty dollars this year. I'll spend four hundred forty-eight. dollars Yeah. And you That's never get ahead. Great. That's that is the crisis. The balance sheets and business, we look at them this and that, but you're not if you're not getting a balance sheet in your personal life, you're not realizing. I love to always say, was this a compounding equity year for you? Or did you just get a paycheck? What do you mean by that? Meaning yeah. compounding interest, investments, equity growth, net worth compounding, because that is how you truly build net worth. Yes, maybe your mother or father or whoever was a doctor and they got great money. They made good money and they put 401k aside. True net worth growth is if you have a compounding year or not. And many, many individuals out there invest in something, whether it's building a practice, getting involved. If you're an entrepreneur in a practice, invest in something outside, equity within real estate, other things. And as we talked about earlier in the other pod, now's the time. Don't be scared by what's going on in the rest of the world. You if anything, must. now's the best time. It's gonna now's be the sale. best time for the next 40 yeah, years. Yeah, assets are the only thing people run away from when they're on sale. When the 100. TV's on sale, when the car's on sale, the all people love that stuff. But when an asset's on sale, they hate it. And unfortunately, <laughs> this is so rare that we have, that there's there's someone talking about this. Right. You know, we're, we are very highly educated craftspeople, and no one had this conversation with me. I had to learn this the real hard way. I was the guy who got out of school, made 90 grand with my dad and bought a Mercedes right out the bat. Yep. You know, right out the gate. Yeah, that's common. Enjoyed it, fellas. Dwight, I know you got a big day. Let's uh, let's wrap. Knock out a case that got moved up because I'll be in Cabo with you fellas later. Well, and you you were probably prepping for all of your, uh, your pre- pre-pod roast so oh i do that. need to write a new batch i'll wrong. write those on the flight down with you Craig are, sitting uh, next to me you're, you're not gonna get anything done with me sitting next to you <laughs> yeah yeah he'll steal all your energy <laughs> oh, no, dwight, dwight can steal my energy he's the one that called like the eus are like 99 Let's go! <laughs> look at those biceps you working out you, you sexy human it's gonna be fun man it's gonna be a great week i'm pumped to see everybody yeah i can't wait to see happen. you guys uh, see you great guys time. looking forward to it days all right awesome guys over now see you guys